0: Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. We just had our traditional 45 minute staff meeting (laughs) pre recording our team meeting. (laughs) Oh, yay. I miss team meetings. But we got a lot figured out, which is all awesome. Yes,
1: yes, yes. So exciting. Some feature development stuff we've got planned, but just an intense 45 minutes of just wildly talking to each other. Yeah, getting stuff
0: figured out. I like that also, the way that that sounds could imply that we were like in an actual argument, but (laughs) it wasn't even that. We were like, us against the world. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to start by thanking everyone for being so cool about this episode being super late. It's a weird grief week. It's been a year since my cousin passed away, and I just couldn't do it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and life happens. It's
0: fine. Exactly. We're here now. We're here now. And uh, before we started recording, because it's a evening for me and a midday for Esther, which is, again, the opposite of how we normally record. (laughs) Nathan and I finished the second season of What We Do in the Shadows, which I am remembering now. You're the one who told me that I had to watch that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've I've keep putting off watching the series because I'm so afraid that they will do misjustice to the movie because the movie's one of my favorites okay so
0: Nathan had the exact same reaction but in the opposite direction oh really let's watch
1: the movie and he's like
0: I'm scared that it won't be as funny as the show oh
1: well I and everyone keeps telling me Esther you're gonna love it so much when you watch it I'm like I'm still just like
0: "Uh, is (sighs) it (sighs) uh, the first season I think the first season's still very very funny but the second season is like actually hilarious like okay like raffling i don't know that's not something people say out loud anymore is it (laughs) but like full-blown laughing like guffaw style laughing okay um and earlier today i guess like two days ago i found out that what's his name oh my god i can't even remember the vampire's name anymore the one with the long hair
1: bruh something (laughs) i i i am useless it is midday for me so, so, yeah, I know. This is
0: the time when neither of our brains, <laughs> brains function properly. function properly. Uh, anyway, so that actor is like incredibly handsome in oh, real yes, life. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And our friend Anna was <laughs> sent us a, a message in a group chat about um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, the new HBO documentary <laughs> series. And I thought she was talking about what we do in the shadows. And I was so excited because <laughs> we just finished launching this series. And then I just sent her a picture of the really, really hot guy who plays one of the vampires. And she's like, this is the Golden State Killer documentary, <laughs>
1: And I had just woken up and I was like, I'll be gone in the dark. I was like, oh, that Michelle McNamara book is being turned into a documentary. OK, OK. And then all of a sudden, like really handsome people were coming. I was like, I did not realize the serial killer was so handsome. <laughs> Sending pictures of
0: Nandor <laughs> to the group chat. Being like, oh, my God, we just finished it. It's so good. Oh, it's wait, so good. what in the hell oh, are wait. you talking about? Nope. But I'll Be Gone in the Dark and What We Do in the Shadows are very similar.
1: Similar, yeah. Similar field of titles. Yeah.
0: It's like the kind of the same idea, right? Yeah. I'll Be Gone in the Dark Dark, and What We Do in the the Shadows. shadows, Exactly. In the Shadows, I'm Gone. We could create so many super great parodies using just that same combination. Oh my gosh. That would be hilarious. (laughs) But anyway, I'm going to assign you the task of at least. Watching a couple of episodes, I think you'll really like it. Okay, is there an
1: energy vampire in the movie too? Yes, I believe so. I believe so. Yes,
0: it's just the most hilarious character in the whole world to me is the energy vampire.
1: the The movie is his. The movie is just because I love vampires. I had like a huge encyclopedia of vampires, like as a teenager. Somehow vampires,
0: I don't know. Just gonna say
1: Dracula was a classic novel. Don't understand it. So like as a like older teenager young adult like vampires were like my favorite and yeah. so i just also bought vampire tarot like the out of print copy i found on ebay for a really good price shout out to rachel for always looking out for decks for me that she knows that i really really want it and got to my
0: house today but i did not open it it is a
1: giant box yeah giant. it is a giant box and I was like, what?
0: Because <laughs> I opened the box because Rachel sent it in a box in a box. So like the vampire tarot is in a box that's then in a larger box. Uh-huh. So I was like, I need, I can't store this in my office. Space. Oh, yeah. I need yeah. to like narrow it down. So I took out, I took out the smaller box and then I looked in the smaller box and saw the vampire tarot and was like, what the heck?
1: Why is this box so huge? It's giant. It's giant. So, I, I mean, I'll probably, I mean, it's like, okay, it's an out of print deck. Do I throw the box away? I'm like, but I'm going to be the only one using this deck for the rest of its life. This I'm not sell is it, where
0: so. this is like the difference between you as somebody who has really good boundaries about what you hold on to and what you don't. Uh-huh. And me as somebody who holds on to everything, no matter what, <laughs> differ. Because I'd be like, oh, just put it somewhere and d-, like take the deck out, obviously. Right, right. But keep the box forever. But then why? Like, what good does that? I mean, yeah. I guess if you wanted to sell it.
1: Yeah. If I, if I which... expected to sell it in the future... But then someone's going to still buy it, whether it has a box or not. It just makes it more lucrative if it has the box. But I'm just like, meh. Is is Are you
0: planning on retiring with only your tarot decks as your funds? No. (laughs) I plan on just probably probably giving away tarot decks at that point. I'm too lazy to sell them. (laughs) That's true. I know. I feel kind of bad because one of our questions today is about that. And I'm like, oh yikes i just give them to people yeah because i have no self-control and i can't bring myself to list anything anywhere
1: right right well but we'll talk about it when we'll get talk to about section. it in a second so but yay, yay. Episode. <laughs> we're probably doing it <laughs> we're here <laughs> Okay, let me do card of the day for us. Three, four, five, six, seven. And I'm using Spacious Terror today. And the Elder of Cups, which I believe is the King of Cups. Yes, yes. It's the yes, card. So yeah. I love it. Oh, I love that. Just going to be emotionally balanced today. We're going to get stuff done. We're going to be able to control our emotions. It's, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> That's what that tells me. Even though it feels like cancer season is going to take sweep us away, we're totally fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So our first question of the episode is from Empty Pockets, and she asks, Like so many others, my partner lost his job due to the recent pandemic and economic downturn. Although I have remained employed, he was a primary breadwinner, and money is tight. I'm a tarot deck collector, and I thought I might sell some of my more valuable decks to get a little money coming in. I find, however, that I don't really have a clue how to go about doing this. I hear a lot about deck fraud, and I don't want to be assumed that I am ripping off a creator with a counterfeit product. I have offered some decks in a few tarot groups, but most people there seem to be looking for reading decks, not collector ones. And they do not want to pay much. I have some valuable ones, Modern Witch, Limited 10 edition, 1st edition Muse Tarot, many Kickstarter editions, so I do not want to let these go cheap just to make a few bucks. Any idea where I could find collectors wanting these sorts of decks and also be respectful to the creators? I like the concern with respectfulness for the creators. Yes. I think that's very sweet.
0: I think on Instagram the last few days there's been a really big increase in creators pointing out their like what's the word I'm looking for? Counterfeit. Counterfeit. Jesus
1: Christ. I was like, bad ducks. <laughs>
0: Fakey fake. Is
1: that
0: what we're looking Fake-y for? Fake. Yeah. Um, but like uh, Pixie Curio pointed one out. And uh-huh. then also uh, what's that creator that does like kind of the spooky animal one? Yeah. The... Anima uh, moon Anima Moondi. Yeah. I can't I remember the creator. Name. Yeah, Their name, yeah. But yeah. So there's like, there's been kind of a thing about the artificial deck thing. But I do have to say, I have been in a lot of different Facebook groups for tarot buying and selling. And I think that if you're in, like, a reading group, that's going to not be a place where people right. really are looking for collector items. But, like, there's one Facebook group that's called Tim and Alan's Tarot Marco, Marketplace. Marco Place.
1: Marco Marco Polo Place.
0: <laughs> um, And I see incredible collectibles in there all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the places that are specifically for tarot buying and selling on Facebook, people know... Well, they don't know, but there are a lot of rules in place to prevent counterfeit decks. Right. So, like, in one of them, which I think is just called Tarot Marketplace, uh, people have to post the actual image of their specific deck rather than, like, stock footage. Yeah. And so that's really helpful. But, yeah, the ones that I'm in are Tim and Alan's Tarot Marketplace. Alan is with an E-N. And one that's just called Tarot Marketplace. Tarot Marketplace has 13,000 members. It's a little bit more chaotic but Tim and Allen's Tarot Marketplace has, like, 5,000. And I have seen, like, expensive uh, decks mm-hmm. there. So yeah. I think that that's probably your best bet. And also, they do a lot of, like, in-search-of sorts of posts. But I wouldn't do just, like, regular Facebook Marketplace no. or yeah. eBay even. eBay can be a little bit weird because yeah, sometimes people sell fake stuff there, fake too. Stuff, yeah. Um, But yeah, I totally understand that urge. And I think that probably Mm -hmm. if the economic downturn like continues, then people are going to be wanting to sell their decks Decks for a little extra cash more and more. So if you're thinking that that might be something you want to do, it seems like now would be a good time before it kind of like floods the marketplace almost. Right. Right.
1: Right. Well, and also make sure in being respectful to the deck creator, like people like Benabelle, who um, her deck People will sell it for like $500, but she does not support that. She has vocally come out saying like she does not want her deck to go for that much money. So just kind of – if if you're selling it from a creator just like um, Pixie Curio or the Modern Witch Tarot, like I don't believe I've heard murmurs of their creators like coming out saying don't sell them for an exorbitant amount of price, but just be aware that not all creators support bumping up the price on their deck when she's yeah, purchased totally. it. So and that's all, just but also
0: like of. they can have opinions about that and that's totally fine. You yeah. can still do whatever you want, but it's just something like, if you're concerned about it, right? I've also seen, and this might have been a Pixie Crew thing. I can't really remember, but I fe- or maybe it was it was Benabel. I feel like somebody went to a creator and said, you know, like I'm in this financial situation and I need to sell your deck. And then the creator posted about it on their Instagram, mm-hmm. like, oh, so and so is lo- or is looking to sell their copy of this deck. Yeah,
1: yeah. so
0: that could be a strategy too, but I still think the tarot marketplace thing, yeah, uh, like the, and you can Valens also see what other people
1: are, especially because these decks are more prevalent because they're, they've been printed within the last year or so you, maybe it'll see like what other people sell their decks for there. So you can get a comparable price instead of totally like, you know, you need to lower your price to suit, you know, like people who do more reading style decks.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. But yeah, good luck. because yeah. I think that's a good plan. I mean, we've spent a lot of money on these suckers. Mm-hmm. But again, I just tend to hand them to people who express even <laughs> the slightest interest in tarot.
1: I know. I've had I have an extra copy of Muse that has not been opened, and I've had to keep myself from like giving it to people. So, like, <laughs> it's Esther, mass
0: market. Like, very. Oh, yeah, already. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs>
1: I'm just so nice I'm like but it's the it's the perfect one
0: yeah you definitely want those yeah so yeah that's funny I know. <laughs> we both have always been like that though with tarot decks I, I like I was thinking about all the decks that I've given my sister mm-hmm. and she like doesn't even really read tarot right she's more of an oracle card gal but even so I've given her so many decks <laughs> I just want her to love it as much as I love it yeah Okay, let's go to the second question. I have it's mine is a two part question.
1: Okay. Uh
0: I think we'll start with part two because okay. I think that's, that's where I, we're sort of on the Same Facebook track. train, so it seems relevant. So this is from Anonymous, and she says this is more of a general wildly tarot community question. So I always hear you talk about the Facebook group, and it sounds so fun and everyone sounds so cool, but I don't have a Facebook, which I think is completely fair because they're a uh-huh. rotten, rotten company. Uh, so I feel super left out. I thought about making a semi-anonymous one to join tarot groups, but I need to stay off Facebook for my mental health. This is just something I know about myself. Is there any other way I can get involved with the community, or do you have any other plans for a place for wildlings to connect? Example, Discord server, subreddit, discussion forum. Um, I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure discussion forums are a thing, right? That doesn't sound too outdated anonymous. (laughs)
1: We're both so, from, like, the 1990s generation where yeah,
0: know, I'm like, we all
1: were on forums as 13-year-olds. So.
0: Yeah, completely lying about our age, but it's, also it's... definitely 13. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, I I it's hard to say because the Facebook group is such a great place. We've had, like, a lot of really amazing conversations even this week. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say what would be kind of equivalent because the beauty of a Facebook group is that people don't have to, like, keep up with it necessarily. I'm not opposed to a Discord server.
1: I've am not opposed to Discord server either. The problem we run into is that we both have full time have full time jobs, part time jobs, and jobs live on, on the side. opposite
0: sides of the of the right. actual world.
1: And so it's it's sort of like creating boundaries and not spreading ourselves thin. Yeah. And a Facebook group, it's easier for us to, you know, something that we're used to, it's easier for individuals to be able to connect there um, yeah. and stuff like that. So for me, it's just more of like, I don't, I would not be opposed to a Discord server, but I don't know how often I would be able to connect to something like that. because my. Am social I media...
0: remembering correctly that somebody started a Animal Crossing Discord yes. server Animal for Crossing. Wildly Tarot
1: listeners? Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. How about this? If you're part of that Discord server, will you email us? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, just because it's, it's you know, as we know, as like the group grows, as things grow, there's going to be growing pains. And like, we want to be as inclusive as impossible, but also yeah. we need to have boundaries in our own life and not be moderating people on our free time. So... <laughs>
0: More than I, we already are. Yeah, more than we already are. Uh, so. There's part of me that loves it because I love deciding things so much. It's like my ultimate favorite hobby is deciding things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think like maybe maybe it's just that Esther and I aren't as familiar with Discord servers. So if somebody who is a total Discord server pro wants to email us and kind of like talk us into this, we're not opposed to it.
1: No, yes. I don't
0: want people to feel like they have to be on Facebook in order to communicate with us because... I do know that that's sort of the general vibe and like I'm married to somebody who refuses to have any oh, yeah. Facebook products at all. Like he won't even download WhatsApp, WhatsApp, WhatsApp. Yeah. What am yeah. I talking about? WhatsApp. What's <laughs> um, but be, so I totally be nice get that. if There
1: was a alternative that's similar to it and, you know, if, we trans if it's something where we transition from Facebook to a Discord, I'm not opposed to that. It's just having, you know, like so many well, different social media things going at once is so.
0: Yeah, I guess maybe here's the thing: if somebody's a total Discord pro and also would like to volunteer to be in charge of our Discord server, <laughs> no, we're not at no, that level yet. That. No, no, we're not. It'd be like, how about this? We'll make one, but Esther and I will only check it on alternating days for ten minutes. <laughs> yes, for ten minutes
1: <laughs> uh, Unless we
0: fall in love with it, which we very well yeah, may. Well, do. well
1: I've I've in a dis am I'm in a few Discords, but I'm not in charge of them. So like I can more easily flow in and out. So <laughs> I don't have to like make sure make sure people are following the rules and not being assholes. That's like fine.
0: I just realized that I also was in a bunch of Discord servers and then I got a new phone and didn't even download Downloaded. the Discord app.
1: <laughs> That's how much you've used it.
0: <laughs> Seriously, I'm such a disaster. We participated in a giveaway on a Discord server for tarot readers. Do you remember that? We gave away one of our decks. Yes, we did. So maybe we need to have more of a Discord presence. Yeah. We'll try it. We'll try How it. about that? We'll try it. Okay, we'll- so Anonymous's actual question. <laughs> the answer to Anonymous's second question is, we're scared... We're old ladies. Oh yeah, we're okay. I was like try. I was like I thought
1: that was part of the question. I was like, "She's scared of what? She's an old lady no. what?" No. Okay.
0: No, we're old ladies. I mean, you know, we're yeah. we're solidly in our 30s. Late yes. early 30s. I'm not yes. even going to say mid 30s. We're in our late early late 30s. early
1: 30s, okay. <laughs> mid 30 sounds way younger than late early 30s.
0: Okay, fine. <laughs> we're in our early mid 30s. <laughs> okay, okay. I like that better. Okay. Esther and I are both 33 at this specific moment. We are.
1: I will move ahead of you in a month and a half, but... Yeah.
0: For now, we are both in our early (laughs) mid-30s. Oh, my God.
1: Uh,
0: But, yeah, I think we're willing to try it. We're just scared. So if somebody wants to email us and volunteer to be our... Walk us through it. Can you hold our hands, please? That's all we need. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Be our hierophants with this. Be our hierophants with this. Okay, but Anonymous' actual question, I suppose we can answer... (laughs) Is I've been practicing tarot for probably seven to eight years now, and I've recently started getting stalked by certain cards where they keep showing up repeatedly, no matter how I frame things, what type of spread I'm doing or what facet of my life or the world I'm trying to explore. I know Holly has run into this issue with the temperance card, so I was hoping you all may have some advice for me. I actually ran into this with the temperance card before it went on for months before I finally figured out that I was being told to quit smoking, which I've done successfully. Congratulations. But unfortunately the new card I'm dealing with has had not such a clear solution. I'm being followed relentlessly by the nine of wands. I know this is probably something that I need to work out for myself as I believe you've mentioned in a similar question before, but I was hoping you all had some advice for exploring the card and, or you could give me a fresh perspective on what this might mean. Thank you so much. Nine of Wands. I mean, I feel like we're all kind of in a little bit of a Nine of Wands mode. Yeah, perseverance
1: where we're just kind of like, we've been war-torn, lots of shit has happened directly to us, and we're just being asked to, you know, just keep standing there, just keep, like, being willing to continue to go forward.
0: And actually, that's a really good point that you just brought up, which is, with some cards, when they're popping up for you all the time, it could be something that's actiony like temperance always felt really actiony. And that's actually where I was going wrong is that it wasn't about me becoming more temperate. Uh It was like my spirit guides calling out to me and being like, Hey, we're here. Come talk to us. Right. And I think that, so like that's kind of the, one of the things is if you think it's something that you need to be actively resolving or something that you can be patiently waiting through. And I almost feel like with the eight of wands, it's like, or sorry, the nine of wands because that's such an exhausted card, trying to resolve it and get it out of your life uh-huh. is probably only making it worse.
1: Yeah, yeah. To me, usually it doesn't mean like you have to do something. It's like a time period card where right now things are going to be hard and they're going to yeah. continue to be hard, but you just don't give up. That's like, It's, it's like, like a passive like, action, I guess. Yeah,
0: like acknowledging that you're currently doing the thing, which is existing through trauma. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And not saying you need to be doing something Something else. So that might be one way to look at it. I think we've talked about this before also, but the other thing would be if it pops out, just say, I acknowledge that you're here Uh and then move on. Like don't let it get, don't let that card that's following you everywhere, no matter what it is, distract you from actually being able to read Right. Because I think that sometimes you just need to say, like, I acknowledge that this card is here and now uh-huh. let's move on to additional questions. Or whatever. And
1: sometimes I will just pull it out of the deck ahead of time, knowing that yeah. it's going to pop out and just say, OK, I see you're here. I'm trying to continue to persevere. I'm trying to continue to stand strong. Let me get to my reading. Like, do you kind of recognizing it beforehand and like acknowledging it sort of like helps In a sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that could also be a method of dealing with it. But I do think that with this particular card, the nine of wands, it's just probably going to be something that pops up just to remind you of how tired everything is making you. Yeah. I think that you can kind of just live with the eight. Or live within the Nine of Wands for a little bit, yeah. And just tell it when you pop when you see it pop up. I acknowledge you, and mm-hmm. then just move right on. If, especially if you're not getting any clarity when you're trying to get clarity about what it wants from you. Right. Just saying, I see you, I hear you. Let's move forward. Is probably right. the best
1: bet. And don't stress too much about figuring it out because it won't come to you that way, in my opinion. Like, yeah, not so focused, yeah, not with that card. Yeah, not with that. Yeah,
0: with that card, it feels really specifically like this is just something you're gonna have to bear.
1: Yeah. All right. Shall we do some Patreon shout outs? Yay.
0: Thank you again to our Patreon supporters. It really means the world to us that you are there keeping the lights on for us. Yeah. Slash allowing us to make donations monthly. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. To different philanthropies and all of this stuff. We actually uh, just had to buy a bunch of new wildly tarot decks because our stock was running low, and Patreon made it so that that was doable. Yeah, so thank you, so Patreon thank supporters. You. We We're you are keeping so the much. ball rolling. Would you like to go first?
1: Yes. I will draw for Marianne. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Your card is the Guardian of Swords, which I believe is the Queen of Swords.
0: Yes. And then I'll pull a card for Sierra. I just said that like the beginning of any song with Sierra. With Sierra. <laughs> Sierra. <laughs> uh okay sierra your card is the knight of swords oh so that's funny because we thought so that you
1: got the queen of swords <laughs> that marianne and the
0: got, swords. got the knight of swords when she got the queen <laughs> all right a lot of swords going on over here patreon supporters uh yeah. if you want to support us on patreon you can find us at patreon.com slash podcast and we yeah, really yeah, appreciate yeah. The help and support. It makes us feel really good and makes it yes. a lot easier to uh, devote time and energy to. And that's not really what I mean at all, because I would do this either way. But yeah, I still appreciate it. It
1: helps us with outreach and doing things that we need to get done.
0: Do you have a dog snoring in yes, your background? Yes, is a
1: snoring. really. Loud. Okay,
0: I can fully hear Dungie snoring. I thought that it was some weird feedback situation at first. No,
1: no, no, no. I'm just like, okay, I, I'm sorry, Dungie he's just
0: <laughs> it's so wild he sounds like a human man he, he's very
1: human like i i wake him up and i'm like ajoshi because ajoshi is like old man and like kind of like old, <laughs> old like like wake up grandpa come on grandpa wake up get off the bed get off, grandpa. he's like three years old but he's very much like embodies the, the an old man because kamja We're going to play with him in the evenings. And when when it's time for us to go to bed, he's like, I'm in bed. This is not time for play anymore. And I'm like, you are three years old. You were like this last year. Don't pretend
0: that you were not playful. He's like, now that I'm a big brother, I can't be bothered. Exactly.
1: That's exactly (laughs) the spirit. Uh, Do we have any announcements
0: this week? I don't think so. No. Just
1: be on the lookout for new stuff coming down, you know, Discord. Yeah new possible I got, I mean, episodes things going on
0: yeah yeah that's all we'll say for now good yes. job
1: good job yes. team go team okay so do you
0: want to talk about our deck this week I'm excited yes. about it I'm
1: so finally like it's been like what a month since we've wanted we've to do been, this deck? yeah
0: yeah basically a month <laughs> been we've a been month. announcing this deck for a month this is week two with our new parameters we were talking about Dark Days Tarot uh, Dark Days Tarot is a business that is co-owned by spouses Ren McCurdo and Shkway, I think it's pronounced Brignac.
1: Brignac. Yeah. Brignac.
0: I'm going based off of our friend Kylie Kylie's last name, last which name. is very similar, just a different consonant at the beginning. Yes. Um, the art is by Ren and the guidebook was co-written by Ren McCurdo and Emily Moondy. Um, Ren's bio says Ren McCurdo Brignac resides in Seattle with her beloved spouse, spouse Shkway Brignac and Parakeet's, Julia Roberts and RuPaul.
1: (laughs) Those are the best parakeet names
0: ever. I I almost like normally I don't really feel that compelled to include (laughs) bios. But when I read those parakeet names, I was like, yep, got to mention it. it." We have to. As a cancer and self-instructed solitary pagan witch, Ren channeled her connection to the moon and its phases with a special emphasis on nurturing dark and new moon days to create the dark days tarot. She is currently creating the mother tarot deck, which will be available for pre- pre-order at the end of 2020. And I, if you are interested so in pretty. it's very like womb centric, so it's yes. definitely not going to be for everybody, but it's colorful. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting. It's also going to be a square deck. Yeah. Um, so check that out on their website. If you are interested in it, uh, the introduction to the little white book says this deck is inspired by the lunar cycle, especially the dark days during the waning and new moon days of the cycle When the nights are darker and there is more of an opportunity for developing intuitive powers. I find that the moon cycle itself offers structure and power and the simple practice of yielding to its push and pull rhythm. I created Dark Days Tarot to offer a deck that can be yielded to and read like the moon. I invite you to receive the messages laid forth by the cards with a constructive mind and open heart. And we both also really love the new moon. Yes. And I, the thing that she says in her intro about just the structure in the yielding to like there being structure outside of us uh-huh. is kind of what you have always pointed about out about the Wheel of Fortune and also putting into words something that I never really thought about the moon cycle and why I love it. It kind mm-hmm. of takes the pressure off of us yes. if we just have to like release ourselves to like, what it does to us.
1: Yes. I guess. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, darn you, moon! Yeah, that's sort of
0: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Although this week it's been darn you, Venus. Venus, exactly. <laughs> and darn you, Mercury. Uh, anyway, so where you can find this deck, darkdaystarot.com, and there's also a stockist list on their website that has, like, international stockists. So if you're living in europe or the uk or australia or asia there's options for you to buy this deck there yes so literally how it physically is it is square yes there's a silver edging which we have been very anti-silver edging recently because a lot of the times it's way too sharp
1: this is really nice like but it this is fine it doesn't rub off because i've had some like gold gilding decks that have rubbed off really easily this Gilding does not rub off. It doesn't smell bad. It's very easy to shuffle the cards with this gilding. So. I'm and it, it didn't
0: stick together. Like even when I Absolutely first opened not. the boxes, mm-hmm. it wasn't like where you have to carefully peel them peel all apart because right. the gilding <laughs> like is so a sticky, sticky. notes. <laughs> uh, we both have the third edition and yes. it comes with a 173 page guidebook. It's a two piece box with a little ribbon to help pull it out. Um, and it has a glossy finish. Okay, so direction or construct variations. It has the traditional layout with like pentacles, swords, cups, and wands, and yes, pages, knights, queens, and kings. So it's the traditional layout. There aren't any additional cards or anything. Um, Uh but because it's square, the directionality becomes important. So basically, there are kind of two ways that you could do this either like we usually do, which is don't worry about reversals at all. But like with any square deck or round deck too, it's not that there's just upright and reversed Uh because it's like, because of the shape, it can be sideways. It can be the other direction sideways. It can be upside down. It can be right side up. There's just a lot more variation. So uh, in the booklet and also on the website where there's a little FAQ section, there is some discussion about how to read the directionality um, which I thought was really interesting. So yeah. if you, so you can have them associate with different moon phases based on which direction they're going, hmm. um, or you can, oh, maybe I'll just find the article or what the, in that the because it, it was kind of interesting. Um, hold on one second. Dark days, tarot. It's a four minute read. Okay, so the four directionalities can be read in three different ways. One, the direction of the card may be disregarded. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Many readers don't read reversals or alternate dire- or alternate directions, which I totally respect. Simplicity is its own power. Two, the cards may be read traditionally as an upright or reversed, like a rectangular tarot card. Left-pointed cards may indicate hesitation or rest. Resp- restivity
1: Nope. Recep- Recept. <laughs> receptivity. receptivity okay there we go got that pronunciation good <laughs>
0: receptivity and right pointed cards reveal forward motion this was the reading style followed by the uh, co-writer of the guidebook emily mundy when she penned the dark days guidebook directional readings hmm. cards also may be read like the moon with upright correct cards indicating full moon energy Right-pointed cards, waning moon energy, reversed or upside-down cards, dark moon energy, and left-pointed cards, waxing moon energy. And that's Ren's preferred style. Okay. So I really like the uh, left-pointed cards indicating hesitation and Uh right-pointed cards uh, revealing forward motion.
1: Yes. I think that that's That's really interesting.
0: I do feel like the same thing that prevents me from reading reversals would also prevent me from doing this, which is just getting way too wrapped up in your own
1: head. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I agree. Like, is this left facing? Yeah, I was like, Hey, okay, to, to who, to which person is left facing? Like, do you yeah, look the exactly. text at the bottom? Is that left facing, right facing? I need to, which face do I use? That's the question. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's yeah. like my, like Nathan does not have the ability to tell if something is moving clockwise or counterclockwise. counter-clockwise. Like if it's a ceiling fan, he just can't rationalize it because it's like he's under it and he has uh-huh. a hard time with figuring out if he's supposed which... to be envisioning himself, himself as the fan or envisioning himself looking up, at the <laughs> which just makes me laugh so hard every single time because he's yes. such a smart person. And I I'm know. just like, I don't get why you can't get this.
1: Well, that okay. and like, what was it? Claire from um, Bon Appetit. She also has the lefty-right, lefty, yeah, tidy problem. Like, this is not She's that like, difficult. She's
0: like going into, into a circle. A circle. And and you're like, yeah, and I'm like, that's the point. It's a circle. <laughs> we all have mental blocks. And yes. ours is math.
1: Exactly. Not directionality. <laughs> okay. Math.
0: Exactly. Uh, okay, so uh, cultural components. This is our new category. Yes. So interestingly, Ren's spouse is professionally a consultant for businesses on matters of, this is from their website, diversity, equity, inclusion, and sensitivity, um, and also as a real estate agent or a real estate broker in, in Washington State, in case you're looking.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: but I do think that the influence of having an expert on sensitivity and diversity is super clear throughout. Yes. Um, Ren's spouse is a black woman, and having the skill set and also like actual business of making yourself somebody who can do sensitivity readings, I think Mm -hmm. is pretty clear throughout based on like how many visible skin tone differences, visible religious differences, visible. There's like a lot of different variations on the human form in this deck. And I think that that may come partially from having that, sort of cultural consultant yeah. Yeah. on staff, basically. Yes. Yes. So there's a ton of mermaids, yes. <laughs> which I was not expecting. Cause oh. this, cause so Esther, Esther has said before that this was one of the decks that she saw when she first started getting into tarot and was like, I love this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I had not really had that much experience with it. And when I was going through it really closely, uh, for the purposes of creating the outline, I was like completely surprised at how many interesting mermaid and like chimera people
1: are, oh, yeah, at. yeah, yeah, like there's just like the hermit is even like one of those little shell, like, bees. yeah, a Nautilus shell, yeah, not a shell. And i it's just like, so it's it's very much like, a moon influence deck because with the it moon, seems you think like of water and ocean. Yeah. And so it's very. And much
0: she's like a that. cancer. And yeah. I think that it didn't even occur to us. This is not why we kept pushing it back. But I do think that there might be some like poetic importance to us keeping put like pushing this deck back this deck that was created by a cancer that you as a cancer moon and rising felt so connected to Mm -hmm. that has all these like cancerian symbols throughout it got pushed back to being actually reviewed during cancer Cancer season.
1: season yeah
0: um so, but like I said, there's a lot of visible skin tone differences, which is kind of wild because it's a deck that's all black and white. Yes. But yes. it's also gray grayscale. There's like visual skin tone differences and also visual like hairstyle differences mm-hmm. and like, you know, facial feature differences. And there's just a lot of like things that you can recognize as being diversity. Um, there's a lot of LGBTQ plus representation, specifically, Sort of like lesbian imagery, I guess, more so than anything else. There is some ambiguous bodies, but it's not as pervasive. Mm -hmm. Um, It's mostly female presenting figures, but there definitely are also some men in it uh, Mm -hmm. and some age, some age uh, diversity, too. Yeah. But body shape, not so much.
1: Yeah, they're all. Pretty much slender, slender characters, yeah. But also,
0: they're—I cr- mean, it, it, it's definitely not photorealistic, so right, it doesn't seem as weird that so many body shapes would be the same. I say right. this as a fat person. I love seeing fat representation in Dex. It didn't—I think that because it's so clearly representative in other areas, it didn't like jump out at me that there wasn't as much body shape diversity. Yeah. Um. So. Something to think about.
1: Yes. Ah, uh,
0: do you have anything else you want to add to the cultural components section?
1: Not really. I there were some uh, cards that had components that we'll talk about when we get there. So I okay. think that I think the interpretation is really just interesting and unique. So
0: yeah, totally. So colors used again it's all black white and gray. Yes. And, black, white, and one gray. cool component is that the major arcana cards are all white cards with black and gray images mm-hmm. and the minor arcana are all black cards with white and gray images. So there is kind of that distinction where the major arcana is like further separated from the minor yes. arcana that's really beautiful. Um but it's still all very very cr- like monochromatic mm-hmm. um and consistent throughout.
1: Yeah. It's really beautiful
0: what do you think about the level of readings that it would be appropriate for
1: i think maybe like a mid to high beginner because i think there's a lot of nuance in the cards like if you look at something and um like one of the cards like the queen of cups has like a womb on it and you'd be like yeah well, what's that that for you know why why is there a uterus on this, you know, yes. on this cup you know on this cup you know on this <laughs> card you know, so it, it's not as easy. It's, I don't think it's, I want to say like easy or not easy. I think you just want to be familiar with the deck more before you yeah. use it like on a regular basis if you're reading for other people. For yourself, it varies th- from
0: yeah. Rider Waitsmith enough, enough that you have to probably have at least like a passing familiarity with Rider Waitsmith in order to sort of like fluidly read this one.
1: Right? Do you think that yeah. that's accurate? Yeah, I think so because like I spent a lot of time with this deck before pulling out and showing friends. Um, And they were like super interested in it, but it wasn't like, they were like, oh, this is interesting. Why this? Like with my Korean friends. So I think, yeah. and the book itself is really, really good with meanings and definitions and like, Uh, and beautifully written, beautifully written. So good. So definitely have that on hand, but yeah, I, that's what I think. Yeah.
0: I think you're totally nailing it. All right. Well, I can't wait to see what your favorite cards are. How many do you have?
1: Okay. I have, let's see, just a second. Let me take this one out okay I have five I could have probably I could have had more but these are just my favorite just because I like them a lot (laughs) per usual okay
0: um I'm excited to hear what they are because I feel like we're probably gonna have a little bit of overlap maybe okay so my shoot the the, what I have so many more
1: than I thought I did
0: (laughs) I hope we have some overlap otherwise I have eight favorites
1: (laughs) Okay, so my favorite um, major arcana, I only have like one favorite major arcana, is the High Priestess. And I love that she has like the ancestors in her brain, basically, yeah. like, in her head. And like, those. Are, that's her connection to her inner self is through her ancestry and through other means and so i think that's really i don't know if that's necessarily what the book meaning is but that's how i read the card like by looking at it at first glance and that's how i've kind yeah. of accepted that so is- basically
0: it's like a woman sitting cross-legged on the ground and then in her beautiful voluminous hair there's a bunch of other heads of people like of all ages NLHs. all genders yeah kind of like a little bit yeah sort yeah. of guide like
1: yeah very guide like so I, I just like that connection um, aspect that it's not just you who's going inside and that's, and that's looking for wisdom. It's you connecting with other like spirit guides. You are totally ancestors. right too.
0: It says hold secret knowledge of past lives and ancestral celestial, <sighs> ancestral celestial worlds in her winding web of hair.
1: Yay. That's awesome. It that is awesome. Okay. Uh, let me get my, okay. I like the four of wands. I find it's interesting that she's wearing a white robe, and there's two other individuals behind her. With and this looks very pagan esque. Yes, card. yes, 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 yes. And I just I think it's just really beautiful, and just the and there's moons like all around. The moon cycles is like three times, I think. I think that that's there. like why this deck is
0: so good for us is that uh-huh. we really like moon cycle depictions on
1: stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's really nice that it's in so many of the cards. And this looks less like a party or a marriage and more like parents and a child to be yeah. like the people in the background are more parent parental figures. And, you know, I fit and it's kind of like the turning of seasons, the turning of time and celebrating together like that. So I'm, yeah, I, again, I did not look at the definitions in the book for all of these, but this is just kind of like me sitting with the meanings myself. And then if I'm curious and I'll look, but I wasn't really curious. So anyway,
0: <laughs> cause you already like them
1: without I it. I like without it. Um, and then the rest are cups because we're in cancer season and this is a very <laughs> cancerian deck. <laughs> we're um, and our cups. I love the Knight of cups, which is a whale and a woman riding a whale. Yeah. I think it's so beautiful. And of course, again, there's cycles of the moon and like birds, like going into the moon cycle. It's like transforming into moon cycle. So again, moon cycle is just very apparent in this and also i like that on the cards themselves like there's script of like knight of cups but there's also like a symbol so yeah. if it's hard for you to read that or for people whose languages first language is not english there's the symbol with the kn in it indicates Knight, and of course cup. oh yeah so i, I think that's really interesting that um because at first i was like knight of okay why is there a symbol here cups and then i was like well no because like not everyone who reads english can read handwriting Um, so I think that's really like a nice layer of inclusivity where it's not just people who can read cursive can have this deck essentially.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, You know what? I also just, what just occurred to me that I didn't notice because it's still called the suit of wands is that uh on the cards, it's all of the wands are flowers. Yes. Yes.
1: They're so pretty. So cute. (laughs) I love it. Um, also I, as mentioned before, I really love the queen of cups, Um, As someone who identifies as a female and who um, just really loves imagery like that as a uterus, kind of like, to me, this is a celebration of, yeah. instead of making, like, a uterus dirty or things like that, for me, it's like a nice celebratory sort of card, so.
0: Well, and also, it's a uterus, but it's being shown as a chalice, like it's filling up with water, and I think that that's really... Pretty, too, with all the moon cycle yeah. stuff in the background. It just feels really great.
1: Yeah. It's just it's if, just and beautiful And also, like, part. as somebody
0: who's just always sort of healing your relationship with femininity and your own uterus, it's just, like, a complicated thing, and so it's nice to have, like, this sort of celebration of a uterus, but it doesn't feel trans-exclusive, I guess, because yeah. it's on a queen card, and so queens always have that femininity ascribed to it anyway, so... I don't know. I think yeah. it's like something that we definitely could be totally off base with. And please tell us if you think so. I guess right. Yeah, because <laughs> we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or upset anyone or be oh, definitely yeah. turfs. But I do like the uterus in there a lot.
1: Yes, yes, me too. And then my last favorite card is the ten of cups because it's a multicultural family, and I just I really love, love that, that ten of cups. Like They're having I've, so much fun. I, they are having so much fun as a multi, and it's like multi generational. You know, male and female presenting people on it. And I really also love the moon cycle is in the goblets themselves. So you get yeah. like, the full, like again, the moon cycle is just kind of really prevalent through all of this whole entire deck. So
0: totally. I love, I love that card too. So we didn't have as much overlap as I thought we would. Oh, which is okay.
1: So what are your favorites then?
0: So my two favorite major Arcanas are the world because it's like a mermaid holding the globe. It's a oh, black yes. mermaid, which is fun. Um, because mermaids sometimes like, (laughs) like mythical creatures end up being so whitewashed and so I really love some representation there too. But I just think it's really fun because it has like all of the moon, there's like a bunch of moon phases, a bunch of flowers, a bunch of like the symbols from the other cards on the earth. And it just feels like the world is sort of like protected by this mermaid and by Uh all of the sort of like lightness that they're bringing. I also really love the actual moon card. It has mm-hmm. two, yes. or it has three women, maybe even turning into birds in yes. some way, like jumping over the moon. And it's just like a really cool, solid, moon. peaceful moon. Yes. So I'm into that. Love that moon. Um, I guess a lot of mine are wands. So I guess oh. I'll do my cups first. Okay. I don't, I so I know that like it's so boring to hear me talk about how much I love a three of cups, but <laughs> I love a three of cups. Yeah. I especially love a three of cups when it's a bunch of mermaids drinking wine and laughing their asses off. Yes. I almost <laughs> like that. That's just so much fun. It's so, so I'm a huge fan of this. Uh, three of cups. And then the four of cups I really liked because this kind of speaks to the boredom that comes when people are like not trying to live their lives for their own growth, but they're uh-huh. trying to live their lives for experiences they can tell later. So it's like another mermaid on a on the moon with yes. like three bottles of what I can only assume is wine. Wine. Yes. I assumed it was and wine. As well. <laughs> the like ennui and just kind of like lack of interest yeah. that's expressed through this feels really relatable because I think that we all have those friends who Like, always seem like they're doing such fun stuff, but you can tell that underneath it, it's mostly just, like, trying to grab onto something that may no longer be that exciting to them anymore. But it's, like, the habit of, like, going out and, like, you know, hanging out with the same people and drinking the same stuff and, like, making the same bad decisions. And so the level of, kind of, like, boredom just really struck me in this card, and I'm into it. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. So then a bunch of wands. So (laughs) I love the three of wands because you don't see that many threes of wands with two people in it. So the three of wands has two figures. They're sort of like planning and taking action together. It's not a partnership card, obviously, because that would be more like two of cupsy, but I still really like the teamwork involved with this sort of like active doing and actively like, going out there and making things happen that Mm -hmm. this specific three of wands seems to convey to me. And they're also like, they're both figures are wearing like flowers on their hips and they're around a full moon. And it just feels really like, like, like drum circly almost like, you know, or maybe this is just like when I got my first period, my mom took me to a full moon circle and this is kind of what it felt like. But like, Uh that's sort of what that felt like to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I also really loved the Six of Wands because, again, kind of similar to the Four of Wands where it doesn't feel as much like about like partying. Like Uh this feels like because she's sort of like a Gaia figure. The figure in the Six of Wands has her arms sort of like embracing a mountain and people are handing her flowers and it feels more celebratory of the world and this like kind of mother earth figure rather than of an individual person. So that kind of connection to the natural world feels really strong there. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, I really like the eight of wands. Oh, okay. Normally eights of wands are just kind of blah. Very much. Yes. But this one has this like pretty crescent moon with these long eyelashes. Mm -hmm. and (laughs) And the flower is a dandelion with all of its little dandelion, fronds (laughs) seeds whatever coming off of it and so I like it because it's it's that action it's that swift action like the moon is blowing the Mm. dandelion but it has more dynamic imagery because of the moon and because of the forest in the background and it just doesn't feel quite so like here's eight wands here's
1: eight (laughs) wands now now like figure out what it means
0: (laughs) yeah and that's often how I feel about the eight of wands. I'm like, yes. great, some wands.
1: Yay. Here's a bunch of wands that I don't know what to do with. Okay.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And now it's time for the WTF TF cards.
1: section. Yeah.
0: So I have two and we'll start with the fun one and then move on to the more serious one for me.
1: Okay. Do you have okay. any? Besides um, I, the one we
0: talked about earlier?
1: I only have the one we talked about earlier.
0: Okay. So one of my WTF cards is the lovers. <laughs>
1: Oh, yes, because the lovers. I saw that. I was like, oh, okay, but yeah.
0: it's I should have like, that one out. <laughs> have you seen the meme that's like the wrong kind of mermaid where it's a fish head yes. and human legs? <laughs> that's like a very funny image to me. Yeah. This is sort of similar in that it's like very sexual. Like the oh, sexiest yes. fish-human combination I've so. ever seen. Yes. Uh, and I think there's just some, like instead of having heads, these people have fish Fins. fins? Yeah. And they're super intertwined and it's just very interesting and yes. very WTF. Very so much like so. the ultimate WTF. Yes. Uh the funny thing is that in an interview Ren said that this was one of the cards that came to her the most easily, which I'm so thrilled by because I <laughs> love it when people have those like different experiences with the same card where I'm looking at it going, "Huh." That certainly is a decision. That is a decision to be made.
1: But I'm glad that you like it and that it was easy for you to make. So.
0: Yeah, totally. And it is sexy. So like oh, that's yeah. and I guess like there's also the duality in it because they're fish and humans and the mm-hmm. rest of the deck is fish and humans. So. Right. It's just a little it makes bit WTF. Sense. It's just
1: really really funny. <laughs> yes.
0: And then the other WTF card, there's some context to yes. us being WTF about it. And it is the 10 of Swords. Yes and the only wtf thing well not the only i don't want to minimize it because i do think that this could be fairly triggering for people so just mm-hmm. be prepared the 10 of wands or the 10 of swords always has some stuff associated with it cuz it's not like a happy happy joy joy card right but also the figure depicted with all the swords coming out of her back is a black woman
1: yes um
0: and that is complicated because yeah. there you the having a violent card, like the 10 of swords be the card with a black woman on it is problematic. Uh What makes it complicated in this case is that there are so many other black women in the deck that it's not like the only black woman is this violent card. Right. So that makes it more complicated. And also the spouse of the creator, the co-owner of this company that makes this deck is also a black woman. So like, theoretically there's probably some amount of input Yes, that she had in the creation. So I just because it's there and because this is a conversation that we're having in a lot of tarot decks where like in an effort to increase diverse people in it, sometimes you put people who should not be in situations where they're experiencing violence that reflects so much of like the real world. Like, why Mm -hmm. would you include that in a tarot card? And I think that that's definitely Sort yeah. of the case here. I mean, it's yes. not gruesome. There's not blood. There's not scarring. It's just no. the swords. But it still is one of those things where it's like, ugh, can we just stop putting Black women on the Ten of Swords? Because yes. that's the same thing that happened with the original Lightseers and Chris Ann replaced that card for everybody. But Also like, you know, just being conscientious and thinking about that. So, and we don't know what Ren's relationship with that card was or whatever, but it's worth mentioning that that's kind of like a little WTF of like,
1: yikes. Yeah.
0: Good to, good thing to note so that no one buys this and is shocked by it. And is like, Holly and Esther, why didn't you warn us? Right. The hard thing about the Ten of Swords is that almost all of it is going to, like, it's not a peaceful card. Right. So it's more of just like who you're choosing to be the person who's been stabbed ten times.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Uh cool. So let's pull a card to represent our relationship with the deck.
1: Let's see. Six, seven.
0: <laughs> and in the future we'll do the funny
1: WTF cards after the problematic WTF cards. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> We won't end on such a serious note. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so my card is the Four of Wands. Look how amazing. Your girl. I know. Thank you. I and that. mine ails the
0: Lovers. <laughs> okay. This, this deck, deck has a freaking sense of humor. humor.
1: For both of us. Yeah. yeah all right i'm here like for it. you i like it
0: that is really funny that, that i is pulled like the levers that is really funny. <laughs> after saying we should talk about the funny wtf cards TF last card and then i pull <laughs> I the funny it. wtf card you did can, should we do the thing where we read the that part of the um, oh yeah we can in the book. guidebook
1: though yeah we can i mean i pull up the guidebook back out let me see just a second let me see
0: i'll go i'll do the levers first if okay. i can find them The lovers intertwine in body and mind, consummating a union of opposites and an opening up to the greater sense of inner wholeness. Together, they represent all duality inherent in our universe, coursing through the tendrils of the world, embedding in our bodies. Lovers may also represent androgyny, a balancing of the both. Oh,
1: I do like that. That's nice. And for the Four of Wands, this positive card depicts a proud person who has recently reached a point of accomplishment with familial figures in support and praise of her pursuits. The Four of Wands may be interpreted as rewards to come from present efforts. Oh, I love that. I do like that. And I was not wrong about the the family figures in the background. Yeah,
0: see, look, you can trust your gut. Exactly. This deck is really good for that. It really, it's a it's a neat deck. It is, and also it's square, which I don't have any other square decks. It's yeah. kind of cool. Okay, so next week we are going to talk about the Astro Soul deck, uh, which was created by Studio Artemy, and it was a Kickstarter deck last year. It's still available, and we are excited to talk about it. It's yes, navy yes, blue yes. with gold, which uh, is my saw it and I was like, oh, this is my favorite. Aesthetic. Yeah, exactly.
1: Other than rose gold, like gold and navy is like, I mean, I'm wearing a navy dress right now. Like, look, navy's my my color.
0: Navy is the best. Uh, And that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a handy form with which to submit questions and also that nomination form if you think that there is a creator that could use a little help getting their hands on one of our decks. Yeah.
1: Also, tell your friends about us and write and review us. It helps us grow. And we, as always, really, really appreciate it.
0: Ain't, yes, we do. I almost said ain't that the truth for the second time. I've been talking <laughs> to my dad too much. <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook and maybe a Discord server. There's well, no way we'll to see. know. There, who knows by the time this comes out what'll happen. You know that we have to just say we're going to do something. It's the only way things get done. It's It's too
1: true. It's the okay. no,
0: actually it's the worst way for things to get done because then we just do it all half-cocked half and unplanned.
1: Acidly. And then we're like, um, oh, f- we just fucked ourselves over." Yeah, so exactly.
0: What fine, have fine. we done?
1: And uh, and also we have merch with faces on it. We have quotes. We I'm sure did ma- did you make masks, Holly? Nope. Okay. But maybe well, I will this time. Maybe this week at you'll At some point, at some point there'll be masks available shaming people into wearing masks.
0: There is a mask, I think, that says Wildling on it, but I haven't oh. made any of our asshole masks. Okay, yet. okay.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, maybe that will be in the future shop this week. I'm into it.
0: And remember go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you so we much. We love you so much. <laughs> Yay! <laughs>